as technology moves faster and faster and faster and our money changes, we become more digitized. We become a more cashless society. And the things that our children want, they can get quickly, much faster than we could have ever done it before in the past. How do we make sure we keep them on top of that, but at the same time, not make the same financial mistakes we made in the past? That's what we talk about today. Plus the top five things that every child five years or older should know when it comes to money. Let's get it. MPS. MPS. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right Podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business, because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money, and this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas, this is episode number 89, and today we're talking about the babies, we're talking about the kids, what do we need to be teaching our kids about money as the world continues to turn becomes more advanced and but at the same time how do we make sure they don't make the same mistakes that we made coming up we're going to talk about that plus like i said the top five things that every child five years older should know about money so i think this one is going to be a good one uh this will be the start of what we do as, as far as moving forward over the next few episodes when we talk about children and money because i think this is a really important subject it's a topic that uh, is important because especially if you start thinking about legacy and generational wealth and just building wealth in general, many of us do this and we're doing it as 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 we go along. We're learning as we go along because we didn't come from money, but we want to make sure that our children has all the advantages that we can provide for them. So, again, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it over and over again. You know, I'm no, you know, quote unquote expert. I'm no quote unquote guru about money. I do think about money. I do uh, geek out about these things. And, you know, especially with this podcast, this is kind of like my job to make sure I go out there and, and do those things, not only for you, but also for my family as well. So uh, and because I do this and I think about this because for my own children, I decided, you know, just go ahead and give it back. Right. Go ahead and think out loud, so to speak. So uh, this is this is just me. These are my thoughts. These are my concepts that I'm thinking about. And I decided to share this with you. And these are things that I'm teaching my children. And I think that all children should know when it comes to money. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. This podcast, we we talk about money, right? We talk about money, just like I said before, because we believe that money is is an important part of our lives. The old Zig Ziglar quote, quote when he says uh, it's money is not everything, but it ranks right up there with oxygen. You know, those are the things that that we believe in. And the thing that I preach most often is that the chief cause of financial failure is giving up what you want most for what you want now. And it's with that idea, it's with that mindset that we move forward to figure out how do we how do we get what we want most, right? Educating ourselves uh, and then educating ourselves when it comes to our own money 
to be able to get what we want most, but also at the same time be able to get what we want now. So that's what we're all about. If you want to find out more about what we do and how we do, you want to join the conversation, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And if you want to catch the show notes, anything that links or anything that I mentioned in this episode, you can find that at yourmoneyright.com forward slash 89. So let's get on with the show, right? So I've been thinking about this uh, quite a bit. Uh, one, because my children are growing, right? They uh, I now have two that are above five. So, you know, kind of five, I think, is that magic number. And, you know, when your children start asking you for things, <laughs> right, uh, I think that is a good time to start talking to them about money. When they start asking you to buy them things from a store or from a catalog or from a website or download this, download that, I think that is a good time to start talking about money. Uh, well, as soon as they can comprehend the idea, it's a good time to start talking about money. But one of the challenges that I find, like just kind of looking at my own life and looking at my own children and and even looking around, looking at other people and their their children and technology itself, that money today and, and even in the future is becoming more and more of an illusion, right? And it's not necessarily new, right? This kind of started way back when, when credit cards and debit cards and all that start hitting hitting the scene, Right. You know, we didn't really know what that stuff was. I, you know, when I first got my first credit card, I didn't know exactly what a credit card was. Uh, my my wife, the same way, didn't know what a credit card was. I remember we talked to my wife and she actually said she didn't even know that, you know, she had to pay the money back. Right. She thought it was free money. But you, you can laugh at that. But I've talked to so many other people who didn't know either. Right. They didn't know the consequences of using a credit card. Right. Uh, because we take that for granted, uh, especially as parents, right, uh, that we teach our children or we say to our children one thing, but they see something differently, right? So if they just see you swiping a card and not really sweating it, they're not necessarily learning that there is money tied to that thing, right? Uh, So it's not necessarily new, but it's going to become more and more and more of a challenge as things become more invisible, right? I remember when Apple Pay first came out, and I first came out, at least when I first used Apple Pay, and it's just my finger, my thumb on the phone, and I put my phone next to this little machine, and voila, I I I paid for what I need to pay for. It was it was like magic, and I was like, wow, that was super easy, right? And you know, another good example is like Amazon one click buying, right? So. I'm I'm lazy, right, for the most part. I am a lazy buyer. I don't want to go out and shop, right? Uh, sometimes when I'm sitting around and I don't have my mind on actually doing anything, I just want to kind of sit in my man space. Fellas, know what I'm talking about. Ladies, you probably don't because, you know, a lot of times you don't know how to shut your brain off. But <laughs> fellas know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we just want to go and sit, go sit in our backyard, go sit in our porch, sit in our car, just sit on our couch. We don't want to think about anything. Right. Those are my lazy moments. But uh, those are times there are times where, you know, you want to buy something. And I'm so lazy that I don't even want to get up and go find my wallet to put to find my to pull my credit card out and to put the numbers into the website to purchase something, right? That's, I'm a lazy buyer, <laughs> right? Uh, and that is, I, I mean, I guess you could call it whatever you want. It could be a good trade or bad trade. But anyway, so Amazon fixed that for me with the one click buy. Uh, and I thought that was, one is dangerous, <laughs> right? But two, it is ingenious, right? They, 
if anybody, if you know anything about sales and marketing, if you want to sell something, if you want to sell more of something, you want to make the selling process, the sale process as frictionless as possible. And there are people out there spending millions upon millions of dollars to make sure the money that's in your hands, in your pockets, in your wallets, in your bank accounts come out as easy as possible, right? Without as, as little as effort as possible. And they're doing that, right? They're doing a really good job of that. And it's just going to get better and better and easier and easier for you to make purchases. Uh, and and if you think about like the, the other financial gurus that you hear, like the Dave Ramsey's and stuff, he talks about credit cards and the, the research that shows that, um, that people spend 15 to 18% more money when using a credit card as opposed to using cash. And the thought process is that it is easier to just to kind of spend on the, the credit card. And with cash, you can actually feel it leaving your hand. So maybe you're a little bit, um, you know, slower to spend your money, to give up your money because you can actually see it leaving your hand as opposed to a credit card. You don't really see it. You just kind of swipe it. You know, then you multiply that uh, with the technology we have now, where now I got a watch on my, my Apple watch. I don't even take my wallet into a store. I can go in there and just swipe my wrist by the machine and boom, I'm buying them out the door. If you look at Amazon's uh, new grocery stores, right? You just walk in, scan your phone when you walk in, pick whatever you want, throw it in your basket and slide up out. Like you don't even get a total until you're out of the store, <laughs> right? Uh, you think about that, that we're seeing as adults, right? Now think about our children. They are watching us do these things, right? They're watching the UPS man about every other day show up to my house with a new package, right? They're watching us uh, order things online, and it seems like only thing we're doing is just requesting it, right? They uh, will see. They will have these Amazon uh, shops and grocery stores where they just walk in and walk out. They won't necessarily have the experience that we have with money, with cash, right? And it's important now that we make sure that we teach them about money even more than ever because we're making those mistakes, right? When you don't see money, when it's not tangible to you, when you don't know where it comes from, when you don't know the value of it, it is easy to abuse it, right? It is easy to for it to take over you, right? For for you to become slave to your own money because we're not proactive enough or educated enough to know, you know, exactly what it is that we're doing when we're making these buying decisions. Look at the student loan debt situation, right? If you think if many of us have known, really, 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 really knew what we were getting ourselves into, that we would have done that, that we would have, you know, borrowed that much money. Uh, and, and, even, and, and some of you can say, well, you know, I did it for my education. But many of us, we did it for more than just an education. We were trying to get them overpayment checks, right? So we can buy them new shoes, or buy a new car, or go out and do this, take that vacation. You see it all the time, especially on like Instagram and stuff like that. You see these kids out here, they taking these vacations. They're all, you know, a lot of that stuff is OP checks, right? I, I remember OP check balling, right? This ain't, you know, I don't even know if they still call them OP check. I ain't been in college for 10, 15 years, but <laughs> that's what we called them then, right? But 
what I'm saying is that we got to make sure that we're staying on top of this, staying on top of the money game, uh, and especially when it comes to our children. And, and the first step of doing that is to make sure that we understand money, right? That's what this show is about. That's what we're, you know, because I've had a lot of people come and tell me, so why don't you teach the youth? Well, I'm teaching the parents of the youth, right? Because the children, they learn by modeling. Right. You can tell them what to do all day long, but they need to model. They they are going to model you. Whatever you do, that is what they are going to do. If they see all they see is you just going out and coming back in with stuff. Anytime they get paid, anytime they get a little money or a little access to it, that's what they're going to do. They're not going to spend the time to calculate uh, whether or not they can't afford it or whether or not it's a good idea for them to buy that because they've never seen you do it. All they've seen is packages show up to the front door. All they've seen is you go out and you come back in with stuff. Now, you could tell them you work, right? You grown, you work. That's all fine and dandy. They hear that, but that's not what they see. So you want to involve your children in your day-to-day stuff when it comes to your money. When I grew up, when we were coming up, you couldn't ask mama about nothing when it came to money, right? And if you asked about money, you didn't have any anyway, right? Because <laughs> what? Money don't grow on trees, right? We can't afford that. The answer is no, we're going to go in this store, don't ask me for nothing, right? That was like my mama's favorite, you know, like walking in the store speech, right? We ain't got no money, don't ask me for nothing. The answer is no, don't touch nothing, right? <laughs> that was that was a thing, right? So uh, we want to make sure that we do something different, right? We want to do things different because one, today we have a lot more stuff than our parents did. We have a lot more resources than our parents did. We have access to more stuff than our parents did, right? So any damage that we think we we think that our parents did to us, we can do worse to our own kids like 10x because we just have more access to stuff. Not only that is do we have more access to stuff, we can get stuff fast, right? Instantly. And not just digital goods, right? Not just like game downloads and music and stuff like that. We can literally get physical goods just about immediately. Right. There is no weight in our lives these days. I mean, I ordered a couple of books. One of the past episodes we did on uh, the black, the first black millionaires. Right. I ordered that book from Amazon that morning and it was at my house before like one or two o'clock. Right. Like I, I ordered a book and got it the same day. Matter of fact, I ordered three books and got all three the same day. Right. So now just imagine as Amazon and all these other companies come out and they have these drones and things like that. And your kids want you got this 3D printing and things like that, how they won't have any connection. To a process of getting things right. So we got to kind of start there and we got to start with our money because we can do that as parents. We can do that uh, and we don't want to put them in a bad situation, right? So uh, that's kind of the issue that I see when it comes to money, first and foremost, right? You think about what, how we live, how we're living now as a society, and how things will change moving forward when we get cryptocurrencies and things become more digital, and we, you know, our phones. Maybe we won't be using our phones. Maybe you'll we'll have a ring, or maybe some skin graft, or maybe there'd be some implant, or maybe I don't know what it's going to be. Money, we do know money will change, right? Currency will change because they always do, right? Uh, there may be a situation where you won't even get a paycheck. Just like stuff just kind of gets credited to you for, I don't know, breathing or doing a ter- certain task or whatnot. So we need to make sure we teach our kids the fundamentals when it comes to money. So as the world transitions, 
that they can still make make good decisions because regardless of what the money itself is doing, it's all still just a resource, right? And they need to know how to manage resources properly because that's all money is. It's a means to an end, right? It's a means to a resource that may be a resource to an end, right? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the five things that every that we should be teaching, right? Every kid five and older when it comes to money. And the first thing, and I've kind of been alluding to this already, the first thing we need to teach our children is that money is real, right? Like money is a real thing. <laughs> like it's a literal real thing. So allow them to see cash, right? Allow them to touch it. Allow them to count it. Allow them to feel it, right? When you go out doing, you know, paying for things every now and again, pay for cash and allow them to exchange that money for that good or that whatever it is, right? Let them know that it is a real thing, right? It's just not some uh, wish, so to speak. There's one of my sons, one of his, his words that he's he's saying a lot now lately is wish. Oh, uh, when you wish for this, why well, wish for that? And then when I wish, yeah, and I have to correct them all the time. I said, we don't do all that wishing around here, doc, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> uh, wishing uh, don't get you anything, right? It's good to have the vision, right? It's good to have the desire. It's good to know what you want, but wishing it will happen is a fool chasing a fantasy, right? And I don't want to raise little fools at all whatsoever. But anyway, so I want to let them know that uh, money is real and that it comes from someplace, right? Uh, and that's the second thing that I think we need to teach our children is that money comes from someone for something, right? Nobody just gives you money for nothing. That is a really important lesson that my five and my seven-year-old are learning, right? That money comes from someone for something. Even when I give them money, I'm giving it to them for a reason, right? Number one, the money's coming from me and I'm giving it to them for something, right? I'm not just giving them money for no reason, right? And we should understand that uh, even as adults, right? That the simple lesson that that money comes from someone for something can translate and move with you. It's a simple concept, but it move with you throughout your entire life, right? If somebody just shows up to your, to your house and they want to give you some money, well, you, you should be like, well, who's, what is money coming from and what is it for, <laughs> right? Because nobody's giving you money for nothing, right? Uh, and so I teach that to my children so I'll let them know that, you know, that it's important that they know that when money comes into their hands is because they have done something or something is expected of them, right? Uh, so there is no magic here. Money just appears out of nowhere, right? I want them to get out of that. Even for like birthdays, right? You say, well, well, I got this money for my birthday. Well, yeah, you got it for something, right? This was your birthday and granny decided to give you this money. But it ain't from nothing and it came from someone, right? Uh, this is also important is because if you remember way back in I think season number one, we talked about where does money come from? And money comes from people. And they need to understand that money comes from people. It doesn't come from anywhere else, right? Well, first it comes from God. God made people, right? But money comes from people. 
And it only comes from people if they want to give you that money. And the only reason they want to give you that money, for the most part, is you're providing a service or a good or something that they want or desire, or you are fulfilling a need that they may have for themselves, right? Even a homeless person, a person standing on the side of the street, right? The only reason that they give money is because the person who wants to give them the money feels good about themselves for giving them the money, right? They're not necessarily doing it for the person that's homeless or or panhandling. They're doing it because it feels good to do that, right? They're doing it for themselves ultimately, right? Yes, they may want to help, but even the act of them helping gives them good feelings, right? Gives them good endorphins. So they, you know, they're doing it for something, right? So I teach my children that money comes from somewhere. And if you want more money out of me, you got to think about the things that uh, I may want to pay for, right? That's how I kind of teach my kids about money because they'll ask me for some money uh, more than what they already get. And I was like, well, why would I give you more money, right? Because number one, the money's going to come from me and you got to, it's coming from me for something, right? You got to come up off of something, dog. You got to get out there and, and rake them leaves or build me a, a deck or, or something. I mean, you just ain't just, you can't get no money just because you're breathing, right? Well, they do, but that's for another reason, right? Uh, so we do give them money, right? We give them money because I believe every child should manage money, right? That the art of managing money is the most important to me, the most important skill when it comes to money, right? Next to learning how to earn it, you got to learn how to manage it. Uh, so every child should get money every, you know, as, as often as possible, right? Or an equivalent to money so they can learn and manage it. And we'll get to that here in a minute. But just, just need to understand that money comes from someone for something. And, and to the parents, one of the things I want to caution everybody with, especially when, especially those of us when we start, you know, uh, earning more money, becoming a little bit more abundant in our lives. We're having more money, more discretionary income, and we're doing really well. And we want to give our children the world, right? Give our children everything that we didn't have. I want to caution you on that, right? Because uh, I think you should provide for your children as much as possible. But what you don't want to do is put your children in a perpetual comfort zone, right? And we've talked about this before. Your comfort zone is your broke zone, Right. It's that place where you get so fat and full and comfortable that you don't need to get up and go do anything. Right. And a lot of times we put our children in these positions where they're just fat, full and comfortable that they don't want to get up and do nothing. They got everything covered for. them, Right. And we want to avoid uh, giving our kids so much that they never have to work for anything or never have to think creatively on how to go and get what it is that they want or never think creatively of how to go earn more money. Right. Because that is important that they use those creative muscles to to learn how to uh, number one, value money, but earn more money or or put the money where it's supposed to go and be be wise stewards of money. If you never put them in that situation to do that, how do they learn? Right. Uh, again, there is modeling, but you also want them to be able to practice what they're seeing. Right. Because if they're do- if you're doing it the right way, then they're allowed to practice it the right way. They're going to live it out the right way. Right. So don't ever, ever, ever give them so much where to where they get in this perpetual comfort zone, because here's the other aspect of that is now you're in conflict of what you say and what you do. If you tell them that money comes from someone for something, basically that they have to earn money, right? But then they're not having to earn money. They won't believe you. You're, you're lying to them, 
right? Because you say you say to me, hey, I got to get up. I got to go out and I got to be productive citizen. I got to go figure out a way to earn and I got to I got to contribute. But I don't. <laughs> right. You say that. But I got everything I need and a bunch of everything I want. So they won't even believe you when you're trying to tell them that they need to go out and be self-sufficient, that they need to go out and learn how to serve other people. So because money comes from other people, they won't believe you because, well, it just comes from you. So what they do is they learn that money comes from mom and daddy. Right. And they don't learn that they got to get out and do it on their own. So when it is time for them to get out and do it on their own, they catch a tantrum. Right. And they get upset. And they start getting mad because they feel like you owe them this, right? <laughs> Ask me how I know, right? <laughs> uh, teenagers go through this. They they all go through this. And if we can teach them, uh, give them this, it gives them one more thing to help them cope with that inevitable uh, clash where you come to when he's like, look, you you on your own. No, look, I'm, no, I'm not buying that. Look, no, I'm not spending $6,000 for that clarinet. No, I'm not spending $40,000 a year for that college education. No, I'm not going to buy that car for $58,000, right? So when you get to that point, they won't be so surprised because they understand the value of money. You've been teaching them all along. Like, look, money comes from somewhere, comes from someone for something, and you got to earn your keep, right? Uh, but if you've been just feeding them on and getting them all fat, full, and lazy, uh, the first time they got to go out and work for themselves, they're going to have a temper tantrum. That's just the way it goes. My baby boy right now, he, he don't like sleeping in his own crib away from mama and daddy. He He's having a temper, temper tantrum. Why? Because that's all he's known. He never had to sleep away from mom and daddy his whole life. He's been... And so now he's throwing a temper tantrum. Well, you're going to have to learn how to get it done, right? Like everybody else. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> moving on from there. Uh, number three, uh, teach every child five and older should know that money is a tool, right? Money is a tool and it should be used as such. So when they get money, they should be asking themselves, well, what do I want this money to do? Right. I, I say this all the time for adults. Right. What do I what the question you want to ask yourself is, what do I want my money to do for me? Right. Same thing with children. What do I want this money to do? Because money is a tool. I can do things with this money. Right. Not that I can get things with this money. I can do things with this money. Right. What do I want to do with this money? It's an act. It's a it's a process of making a decision to put the dollars to work. Right. Simple concept. Simple, simple concept. But just imagine if we were taught this at five years old. Right. We wouldn't be 25 or 35 or 45 or 55 or 65 trying to figure out this money game. Right. We would know from the beginning that every time we got paid. Right. We were asking, what do I want this money to do? Not what bills do I want it to pay first. <laughs> right. Anything like that, we would be literally looking at our money and giving it assignments because we're in an act of putting our money to work, using our money as a tool. Right. I know what I want my hammer to do. Right. Because that's what it's there for. But something like money, it's so versatile. It can do so many things. It's like duct tape. Right. You could do a whole bunch with duct tape. Right. But you want to be purposeful with it. You want to be purposeful with your money because you don't want to waste your money. Right. You don't want to waste your money because you'll feel terrible, <laughs> basically, right? You don't want to waste your money because money is a tool, right? You don't want to waste tools. Money is a seed. You don't want to waste seed, right? Uh, next thing, what are we at? Number four, I think it is, that uh, money, 
money does grow on trees, right? But only if you plant the proper seed. So the lesson here is that money is a seed, right? It will grow for you and it is supposed to grow for you, but you have to plant it in the proper soil. You have to nourish it. You have to feed it. You have to know what it is that you want it to do, right? You got to know how to take care of it. These are things that you need to learn. Uh, So I teach this with my children. So uh, we don't teach our children to save, right? And I'll touch on that in a little bit. We teach them that we want money to grow. And what we use with that is we have a little garden outside uh, and we'll look at flowers or sunflowers are really good, uh, good ideas. You can look at the sunflower seeds, anything that gives you a lot of seeds. You can look at an apple, right? Cut open an apple. Right. And look at the seeds in the apple and you talk to them about what that seed is. Right. And you can plant that seed and grow an apple tree. But then that apple tree will give you hundreds, if not thousands of apples from that one seed. Right. And money is the same way. If you plant it properly, if you take care of it, put it in the right soil, you just got to figure out what soil you want to put that in. Right. And how you want to feed it and what type of seed it is, those type of things. And they get that. They understand that. Right. So you can take a single dollar and multiply it, just like you can take a single seed and multiply it. Right. A single sunflower will have hundreds of sunflower seeds. Right. But that one sunflower came from one seed and kids understand that Uh, so i always want to let them know that money will grow on trees if you plant the right seed so let them know that money is like a seed and talk to them about seeds because in in kindergarten i think they start talking about plants and flowers and seeds i think it was the first time my son did some little germination experiment or something like that with a bean i remember doing that but i don't remember what age i was or what grade we were in but you can do that with them at home right Plant a little garden, right? Go to Home Depot or your local garden center center, and grab some seeds, get a little pot, get a little soil and work on that, right? Plant something. Let them see things grow. Let them see things become and develop. That's one of our biggest challenges that I'll see for our children. We touched on it earlier about we don't have to wait on anything, right? There is no there is no honor in the process, right? There is only uh, complaints in the process of having to wait, right? And that's a bad 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 habit to have because the great things in life they take time right Uh, becoming who you are takes time Uh, building a decent relationship it takes time building a house takes time Uh, you know learning to drive takes time you know all these things building wealth it takes time and we're living in a society where that is being frowned upon you know the longer I gotta wait the worse it is Right. So we have to figure out ways to teach our children to get back to these real basic principles that you got to love the process. Right. You got to love the process in this instant Instagram generation. We got to figure out where the process is and show them and teach them how to love the process, because what they usually see is the finished project. Right. They see people at the top of their game, but they don't see them in the gym. They don't see them putting up 100 shots after the game, right? The the kids don't get to see that stuff. So we need to figure out ways to show them how to to love and understand and respect the process. And we can do that with money as well. And we just got to be more creative with it. Figure out ways for them to see that their money growing, right? We're going to talk about this, not this episode, but next episode when we get into the functional aspect of it, the the science behind it, the the nitty-gritty, the how-to uh, when you're doing, dealing with money. One of the things we do, uh, just kind of touch note on that when it comes around this, is we have a, uh, we use clear jars. We lose, lose, use 
clear piggy banks or jars or cups or however you want to do it or buckets is what we use. We use them clear so they can see their money in it, right? And when their money is growing, they can see the money growing. It's important for you, it's important for them to see the process working, right? Because if they don't see the process working, they won't believe the process is working, right? Because remember, seeing is believing, right? Seeing is believing. And as you grow in your faith and stuff like that, you start to learn that believing is seeing, right? We'll touch on that another time, right? But understand that money does grow on trees, right? And if you plant the right seed, so money is a seed. And last and not least, we want to teach them what to do with money when they get the money, right? Basically, you know, what to do with a dollar. When a dollar comes in, here's what you do with it, right? Here's what needs to happen. Here's the decisions you need to make, and this is what you need to do with it. And that is where we come in as parents, right, as good stewards, as guardians, as people who are in charge of these little people, right, to teach them what to do with their money. And that's what we're going to touch on in the next episode. Next episode, we're going to get into the nitty gritty, what to do with the dollars themselves, how to set it up. We're going to talk about what I've been touching on for a few weeks now, the 3G system of how we utilize uh, the 3G system with our children and how we teach them to use money. So you're going to dip right into the misfit household and see exactly or hear exactly how we teach our kids with money, the physical way, and you'll be able to do the same thing with your children. So that is next week. So hope today was helpful, short, concise, and to the point. But let's recap real quick and I will let you go. First thing you want to do is teach them that money is Real, allow them to touch it, allow them to feel it, let them pay for things, let them count the money, let them know that money is real and that money, number two, that money comes from someone for something, right? Let them know that someone gave you the money that you have because there was something that you did for them. You went to work, they paid you, right? They want money, they need to go do something and someone will pay them, right? So money comes from other people, number one, and it comes from other people for something. There's always a reason for it, right? Either you're you're offering you're doing a service or they're expecting something of you or whatnot. But money comes from somebody else for a reason, right? Because you definitely don't want them to get into that perpetual comfort zone to where they think money just falls out of the sky. That's a bad, bad, bad place to be. Number three, money is a tool and it should be used as such. Money is a tool. It's not what you can get with your money, but what you want your money to do. Doesn't sound like it makes that much of a difference, but that's simple stuff. Switching semantics makes a whole lot of difference, especially when you start thinking about how your brain starts processing and thinking about solutions and stuff like that, because it really matters. Kiyosaki says this all the time is, you know, never want to say that you can't afford something. You want to say, how can I afford something? Right. And those seems like it's just semantics, but it completely changes the way your brain starts to work. Right. I can't afford it. Shuts your brain off. Like, oh, can't afford it. It's over. Done deal. Move on to the next. How can I afford it? Puts your brain to work. It starts thinking about solutions. And that's the difference in words. Words are important, right? In the beginning, there was the word and the word was God, right? So words are important. All right. Uh, Number four. Understand that money is just a seed, right? Just like it's a tool, money is a seed. It can multiply and it should multiply and you should spend your life learning how to cultivate the seed of money to where it shall multiply for you and provide you the lifestyle that you want. It doesn't happen any other way, 
right? It doesn't happen any other way. Even if you're working for someone for something, it doesn't happen any other way. One of the things that we do, and I'll touch on this last week is next week is when we give our children money to manage, we don't give them very much because we don't, number one, we don't want them to be comfortable. But number two, we want them to know, we want them to think, hey, this is not enough money, (laughs) right? We want them to be like, hey, you're not, this is not enough. This ain't gonna work. And so with that in mind, I go, well, well, how do you, how do you gonna get more? Right. So we start to put their little brains to work to thinking about how they can find places to plant their seeds so their money will grow. Not the not to save seed, but to grow their seed, right? Nurture their seed and grow it to multiply it. And then last we want to teach them what to do with their money when the money comes in. So every time your child gets a gift, gets a uh, money, gets an allowance, gets a commission, uh, finds a penny on the ground, whatever it is, they need to learn what to do with that money. And we're gonna touch on that next week in episode 990 on the Get Your Money Right podcast. So hopefully I was helpful. If it was, let me know. Please don't forget to keep those reviews coming. It helps so much, so much for uh, iTunes and and Stitcher and all these other channels to uh, promote us when we can get those reviews coming in. It also helps me realize what it is that you want to hear on the show. So send me those ratings and reviews. Come join us on the, uh, the Money Misfits Facebook group and all that good stuff. And make sure you're on our email list to get my best stuff all the stuff that we're talking about with children we're gonna put this in a book so if you want to help me do that make sure you're on my best best stuff email list uh, and i'll be sending out email blasts about that stuff uh, as we develop all that stuff moving forward so with that being said i appreciate you listening i'm gonna get on off this microphone i really do appreciate you listening i really do and i love you and god bless oh and happy mother's day tell my mom was out there happy mother's day and p.s and p.s Every talking